0: The Charlotte Ledger Podcast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network. Hey, it's Tony Messia with the Charlotte Ledger, and you're listening to the Charlotte Ledger Podcast. You can find out more about the Charlotte Ledger and subscribe to our newsletters by going to thecharlotteledger.com. Today, we're doing something a little different, a mini podcast, an express version on the 2023 Mecklenburg County school bonds that are on the ballot. We're gonna get you up to speed with everything you need to know to be an informed voter in less than 10 minutes. Of course, if you wanna know more, go to the Charlotte Ledger election hub at thecharlotteledger.com. We'll be updating it through election day, which is Tuesday, November 7th, 2023. We're making all of our election resources available for free to everyone with no ads at all. And we can do that only because of the support of our Charlotte Ledger paying members. So if you're not a member, why not join us today? And if you like podcasts about local things on the ballot, we have two others in the same vein, one on the school board election and another on the city of Charlotte election. Those are each under 10 minutes. You can find those at thecharlotteledger.com. Now this is an express podcast and it is so streamlined that I have cut out the guests and I'm just gonna tell you about these bonds based on my paying attention to it going to forums where they're discussed, talking with local leaders, watching public meetings. You probably don't have time to do all that, so I'm going to summarize it for you and try to answer some of the most common questions. Okay, this is a $2.5 billion bond referendum for school construction in Mecklenburg County. That is the largest bond on a ballot in state history. Now, school construction is typically funded by bonds, but a lot of people are asking well why is it so big 2.5 billion dollars because the previous bond in 2017 was 922 million dollars and so this one is two and a half times that size cms officials say that that's because of escalating construction costs and because previous bonds just haven't kept pace with the needs that are out there so where would the money go it would go towards starting 30 construction projects in the next five years And that's money that would be spread throughout the county from Huntersville and Cornelius up in northern Mecklenburg, all the way down to Matthews and everywhere in between and to the side, East Charlotte, West Charlotte, uptown, all over the place. Some of the bigger projects would be uh, at East Mecklenburg High School, North Mecklenburg High School, Harding High School, South Mecklenburg, building a high school in Second Ward uptown. Those are some of the more expensive ones. Some of those projects individually are. $200 $200 million a piece or more, but some of these high schools are older, and CMS says that they need to be overhauled or replaced. If you want the full list of the 30 construction projects, you can Google 2023 CMS bond projects, and you can, you can find that list. So CMS officials say a lot of these campuses are substandard, you know, that they're decades old. Um, they say, for example, that Matthews Elementary its media center floods when it rains and at Berry Hill Elementary which is west of the airport it's on well water and a septic system they say it's hard to wire buildings from the 1950s for wi-fi they say that the campuses in many cases are spread out which in today's day and age of school shootings makes campuses harder to secure you know that they would prefer to have fewer numbers of ways onto the campus or one big building things like that the backers of the bonds point to studies that say that students perform better academically if they have better modern classrooms. Now, obviously, there are a lot of other factors that come into play on student achievement, things like school's leadership, how good is your teacher, what kind of resources do you have, that sort of thing. But they say that the school facility is a part of that. Supporters of the bonds say that the needs are real and that the conditions at some of the schools are just not acceptable. They say they're playing catch up to all the needs that are out there and that students shouldn't be in classrooms where there are no windows, for example, or inadequate ventilation. And they say that repairs only get you so far, that putting Band-Aids over problems year after year really isn't a solution, and that postponing this work is only going to make it more expensive. Now, historically in Mecklenburg County, most bond referendums pass, and they pass easily, but that's not necessarily the case here, and I'm going to tell you why. The first reason is that the bond package is so big and the county's finances are such that officials are saying that this one would necessitate a tax increase. Now, that's not something you usually hear in connection with bonds. Uh, A lot of voters have in their minds, you know, that it's basically free money, but it is borrowing money. That money has to be paid back. And to pay it back, the county's chief financial officer has said it will likely require an increase of three cents per $100 in valuation. Okay, so how much is that? How much is this gonna cost? Uh, And how much it will cost each individual homeowner, it depends on the value of your house. But if you have a $400,000 house, which is pretty close to the median value of a house in Mecklenburg County, that works out to $120 a year more in taxes after those three additional cents are added. And that would be done over stages between 2025, and 2029. So $120 a year, more in taxes on a $400,000 house. Now, if you have a $200,000 house, it would be $60 a year. If you have an $800,000 house, it would be $240 a year. So the tax is sometimes hard to calculate or think of, but but those are some, some rough numbers to give you an idea. Now, another reason this bond vote is not a slam dunk is because there is some organized opposition. There's a group of black pastors that is urging a no vote, They're doing things like writing opinion columns in the Charlotte Observer and the Charlotte Post. They've printed up yard signs that are starting to come out all over town. Uh, They held a press conference a few weeks ago to get attention. They say that the effect of the taxes on low income populations is just too great, especially coming after this year's property tax revaluation. There are also three Democratic county commissioners who voted against placing the full $2.5 billion on the ballot, and they cited some of the same concerns. Now, they acknowledge that school buildings have needs, but they say that rather than locking in tax increases, that CMS and the county should work together to get money to CMS on a regular basis for school construction. And they say that that way the county can make choices on where the money should go and what taxes would be needed for that. Sort of comparing the school construction needs against the county's other needs for things like parks, libraries, improvements to courthouses, Central Piedmont Community College, those sorts of things, that they would be able to balance that a a little bit better. That's what they would like. Now, the bond is supported by a lot of other elected leaders, as well as people in the business community, the Black Political Caucus. And I sense that there's some mobilizing around some of the different schools that would be affected as well. So we don't know how it's going to play out. We'll find out when the votes are tallied, but we'll see. For more information about your ballot, you can go to the Mecklenburg County Board of Elections website. And we've got all the information you need to cast an informed vote on our Charlotte Ledger election hub. That's at www.thecharlotteledger.com. We call it a hub because it provides basic information about everything on the ballot, plus links to other media and other resources if you want to know more. For example, the city council races we have videos of many of the candidates. Uh, we have podcasts on some of the other things on the ballot in addition to this one. Early voting runs through Saturday, November 4th, 2023. Election day is Tuesday, November 7th, 2023. The polls are open from 6.30 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. Okay, that's a wrap. To our listeners, thank you for listening. The Charlotte Ledger Podcast is produced by Lindsey Banks. queencitypodcastnetwork.com.